0: Coming in hot, what's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of So What Y'all Think. I'm your host, Jonathan, a.k.a. Them Kids Daddy, and this is the most inconsistent podcast that you've probably never listened to. Uh, How's everybody doing, man? I hope everyone's well. I hope everyone's doing good. Hope everyone is healthy, as can be, as possible. Um, All that good stuff. Um, Yeah, so we're 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 in what some folks like to call uh spooky season. You know, it's the fall and you know, Halloween is slowly approaching, which is definitely my favorite uh holiday. I love Halloween. And not even because like the candy and shit like that, but I just love Halloween because I like seeing how creative people get with their costumes and stuff. The um I've told people before, I think uh Halloween in Las Vegas is like one of the best times to go that that's definitely when we had the most fun out there um, going onto the strip and walking the strip and seeing people in their costumes and stuff like that and going through the different casinos you see a lot of really creative costumes and then obviously some people are just kind of lazy with it but it's still fun it's just a good atmosphere the only the only other time that's like really really fun in Las Vegas well not only time, but one of my favorite times in Las Vegas is New Year's Eve. I know a lot of people don't really care to go to uh, Vegas for New Year's Eve, but you know, I, I understand 100%. But Halloween, if you have the opportunity to, to go experience Halloween in Las Vegas, please go do it. It's a lot of fun, even if you don't go to the clubs and you know, stuff like that. Just again, walking the strip, going through the casinos, and seeing people in costume, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, I think one of my favorite costumes that I've seen. Uh, during the time that we were there, there was a, um, so I was still in the military at the time. And so me and some friends, we went down to the strip and we're walking and they were still doing a lot of construction over there on city center. And so we're walking and I, in the distance, I see this dude and I, I see like an orange, like peak. And once we got closer, I realized what this dude was dressed up as. He was dressed up as an air freshener and it was one of the orange joints. And I thought that was pretty clever. I was like, ah, that's dope. You know, we're all drunk. We're like, oh, shit, you know, uh, air freshener's tight. And as he walks by us, like, this fragrance of the orange tree just catches us. And it had probably been, like, five seconds after he walked by. And we just, oh, man, he sm- oh, he smells good. That's crazy, you know? So, yeah, a bunch of drunk people on Halloween telling uh walking air freshener he smells good. So, go figure, man. That's probably... The least crazy thing that you'll hear, you know, from Vegas, especially with the stories I've got to tell. But, um, yeah, man, go go to Vegas during Halloween if you get the opportunity, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, don't take your kids because I don't think they'll appreciate having being dragged out onto the strip for Halloween when they'd rather be, you know, collecting candy and, and filling up their 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 bags and their buckets and, you know, all that good stuff. So, um yeah tell him tell him John sent you not that you know i have any pool or anything like that in vegas cuz i definitely don't so being that this is where i'm leading off with uh with this episode i just want to talk about halloween candies i know i went on a rant about how trash um candy corn and peeps and those uh those candy pumpkins are i want to tell y'all some of my favorite halloween candies now let the the, the caveat to this is that My favorite Halloween candies are candies that I can get any time of the year. But anytime I got these candies in my bag, that's when I was the happiest because they're my favorite candies. So uh, just real quick, I want to run down my top five Halloween candies. So this is in no particular order or anything like that, but uh, peanut M&Ms, they're definitely one of my favorite Halloween candies. I prefer those over... Regular M Ms there now. There are other M Ms that I prefer over peanut M Ms, but I feel like regular M Ms and peanut M Ms are the ones that you see uh, prominently through through Halloween and whatnot. So that's that's first on my list. Next on my list is going to be Snickers. I feel like Snickers is a classic candy bar. Uh, you can't go wrong with that during Halloween. They got you know if you luck out and you go into a really good neighborhood and they're giving out full size candy bars or even like the quarter size of the candy bar, like a half-size candy bar, whatever, you're in good shape, man. But, um, you know, if you're just getting, like, the little mini joints, those work too. Um, I know, and this kind of going off, you know, topic for a second here, anytime that my kids come through with a huge uh, haul of candy for Halloween, I always go through and, wink, wink, make sure that the candy is safe, if you know what I'm saying, and I pull out all the stuff that I like. Most of the time, my kids really like a lot of the fruity candies and whatnot. I don't care too much for fruity candies anymore. So I go through and I pick out a lot of these candies. Because one, I know they don't like most of them. And then two, some of them they do like. But it's like, you know, like I said, we're we're keeping the kids' candy bags safe. Right, guys? Right. All right. So, um, yeah, so Snickers. You can't go wrong with Snickers. I know some people don't like the, the combination of chocolate, peanuts, and the caramel. Um, And those people probably like candy corn. So, you know, who cares what they think? But I just again, that's a candy that you can get year round, but it's good. You know, aside from having to get the nuts out of your mouth, hey, you know, grow up. (laughs) Uh, Next, Baby Ruth. Again, that's another candy that I know a lot of people don't really work with. But I feel like Baby Ruth is to me, that's an underrated candy. I like Baby Ruth's. So then Reese's Pieces is next on my list. I love Reese's Pieces. I actually love Reese's Pieces more than I love peanut M&M's. I'll take Reese's Pieces over any version of M&M's any day of the week, even the peanut butter m ms As much as I love the combination of peanut butter and chocolate, I'd way rather have Reese's Pieces than the peanut butter M&M's. Um, so, yeah, that that's on my list. And growing up, I didn't get those a lot in my bag. So, when I did get them, that was like I hit the jackpot and it just I was overcome with joy. So, yeah, Reese's Pieces, that's that's definitely on my list. Um, to me, the creme de la creme of all Halloween candies is Reese's Cups. Again, it's the, the combination of the peanut butter and the chocolate that I love. And it just, it, it, regardless of what candy it is, if it's peanut butter and chocolate, to me, it's always going to work. But... Peace, Reese's cups that's like that that's like the god candy in my in my opinion. Um again, if you get the king size joints or the small ones or even some of the little funky mashups that they've been doing, some of them have been a little weird but you know, it's still a Reese's cup at the end of the day and I love them. And um I remember when this was during the time that I was stationed in Alabama, we went to this thing called the Peanut Festival because the area that we lived in, their claim to fame was being the world's you know peanut capital or something like that so every year they had this peanut festival and I tried a fried Reese's cup for the first time and let me tell you it was everything that I thought it was going to be and some um we got like three for five bucks and they were the king size joints so it was it was perfect I had a whole one my best friend was out visiting he had a whole one and then my wife she only ate half of her so I went ahead and finished it off uh On the flip side, I shouldn't have done that before getting on a ride. And typically, I don't get sick when I get on rides. But I think just the amount of grease and all that, it didn't mix well with the ride that we got on. So don't eat fried Reese's Cups before you get on a ride if you have a weak stomach uh, because it will screw you up. So I didn't puke, fortunately enough. So that was a good thing. But yeah, those are my favorite Halloween candies, man. Um, I'm curious to know what some of you guys' favorite Halloween candies are. You know, uh, shoot me a message up under the uh, the IG post, and you know we can have a debate on whether or not I feel like your your favorite Halloween candies are trash or if they're uh, they're good to go. Next, I want to talk about some of my favorite Halloween slash horror movies. Now, uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of horror movies. I don't get too heavy into like the gore and stuff like that because that's not really my cup of tea. I can do like, you know mild cases of gore but when we're talking like hostile levels of gore or just like those like really old school like hidden 80s cult classic gems or whatever it feels just like gratuitous amounts of gore and stuff like that I can't get with that I know some people can and that's just like I don't I don't know that's just not for me you know but um but yeah I love horror movies I've I've loved horror movies ever since I was a kid you know Especially the ones like in the 80s, uh, you know, early 90s. They're just real campy. Um, they, they weren't particularly good acting or anything like that, but they're just fun movies, you know. And especially once I got old enough to where I could kind of stop psyching myself out and feeling like that, you know, Freddy was going to come and chase me in my dreams or, you know, Jason was going to pop up out of the toilet seat in the middle of the night. Um, that's when I feel like you start to have a little bit more fun with the movies. My my oldest son he enjoys watching horror movies but he also hasn't quite gotten to that point where he can watch it and go to sleep and not be bothered. He's slowly getting there. But um you know, I just I tell him, it's like, "Look, dude, don't let your imagination don't let your imagination get the best of you. It's just a movie. It's not real. It's not going to happen. Unless it's a movie that really happened and it can happen." So you kind of take that all in stride. But so here are this is again and this is in no particular order but these are my favorite horror movies um i've got a bunch of favorite horror movies but these are the five that i felt like i could watch pretty much any time of day um any season whatever so first off we've got the 1982 version of the thing i know they did a remake a few years ago it was okay i think it was supposed to be like a prequel um it was all right but it doesn't it doesn't hold a flame to the og and if you've never seen that, it's about these uh, people that are stuck in, I think, in Antarctica or something like that, and they're trying to figure out th- where this stupid little alien came from or why it's killing everybody. And um, I think that I believe this is a John Carpenter movie. And so the special effects at the, for this movie at the time was just like unseen before. You know, it's just you know, John Carpenter went above and beyond. With the special effects in this movie so that's a classic movie i highly suggest if you like horror movies and you've never seen it check it out it's also kind of got some sci-fi ism to it or whatever but that's definitely on my list next is going to be paranormal activity i used to not care too much for like the found footage movies especially once uh blair witch project blew up, blew up and i personally didn't think it was that scary of a movie i thought it, the concept behind it was cool But it wasn't really scary to me, but I, you know, I liked it for what it was. But then I felt like um, Paranormal Activity came through and just crushed the buildings, man. And it obviously went on to become like a huge franchise. And uh, some of the movies have been really good. Some of them have not. But I feel like the first one kind of set the bar and, uh, you know, laid the foundation for that series. I do. I do enjoy watching that first one. Uh, Me and my wife went and saw that in the movie theater and it creeped us the fuck out. Um, I'm hoping that most people that like horror movies have seen it. I've had heard, you know, people have their gripes about it, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Next up is The Strangers. Uh, my wife and I both saw this in the movie theater and she does not fuck with this to, the, to this day. Um, because this is one of those things that could happen, you know, um, three people showed up to a random house and, you know, they just started terrorizing these people. I liked it. Uh, Not only because I thought it was a cool movie, but because they did film it in South Carolina, which is kind of scary. Because, you know, having lived in South Carolina, if you live in South Carolina, you know how much open space there is for something like this to happen. So it's kind of creepy. But, um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed that movie a lot, man. Um, Next is going to be 2018 Halloween. That was the, man, the Halloween series has just had so many remakes, reboots sequels, prequels, all this other crap. Uh I feel like the original is really good and I think Rob Zombie had a decent run with his. I see where he was trying to go with it with from a different perspective and everything. But the 2018 to me, that's just one of my favorites, man. Uh they brought back a lot of the old the uh the, the old cast and whatnot and it just kind of negated all the other movies in between. So if you want to keep up with this one, I'd say watch the very first one. The very first Halloween and then watch the 2018 Halloween which was really dope because Jamie Lee Curtis's character was not fucking around man she um I feel like that character is you know she's definitely synonymous with uh with Michael Myers but it was cool to see her grown up and you know kind of going through something completely different versus the uh the Halloween 20, 20 years later the H20 version of uh Lori Strode. So yeah, check out uh twenty eighteen Halloween man. It was really good. I believe John Carpenter had a hand in this one. Uh I don't know if he helped write no, actually he did not write it, but I know that him and his son, um, I believe they helped do the soundtrack. And then uh I know Danny McBride, he wrote it. Him and some other folks wrote it, but uh the sequel's coming out next month. I'm looking forward to seeing that and then the final one, the third one, is coming out next year. So, um, yeah, check that out, man. It's a really good movie. I thought it was dope. And lastly is Hereditary. I know a lot of people that did not like this movie. Uh, but I know just as many people that did like it. And the ones that like it, love it. I thought it was an amazing movie. It was... I, I remember telling my uh, my sisters about it when after we saw it. And I said this movie was more... Disturbing and unnerving than it was scary, because it's just there's so many parts in the movie that just kind of catch you completely off guard, and when they happen, you're just kind of left like, oh shit, you know. So I like those kind of the oh shit moments in, in scary movies, especially when it's like a different twist on something that we've seen before, because it's it's along the lines of like a uh, a possession type movie or whatever, or you know the the witch, you know the the secret coven from the family and you know the grandma does all kinds of crazy shit to ensure wealth for the family stuff but um yeah this this movie was dope and i'd say like the last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie was probably the most disturbing it that was when shit really hit the fan but again if you like horror movies please check out all these movies if you have not uh especially hereditary i'm really curious to know what people think about hereditary aria Aster, that dude his um he did, uh, Midsummer as well, which Midsummer was weird. It wasn't necessarily, it, it was, it was labeled as a horror movie, but it was more weird than anything else. It was completely different from, from Hereditary, but I thought it was really good. So please check that out. Um, let me know what you think. I'm looking forward to his next movie. It's supposed to be like a, uh, dark comedy slash horror comedy or whatever. I think Joaquin Phoenix is in it, but yeah, um, yeah. Let me know what you think, man. Uh, If you guys have something that you want to add to this conversation, please do. I want to know what horror movies you guys like or if there's a specific Halloween movie that you guys like, um, you know, I want to know. My wife and her sisters, they love um, Hocus Pocus. I'd never seen it before and I've seen bits and pieces. I've never seen it all the way through. I thought it was okay. She's probably going to kill me for that, but um, it's, it's just okay. You know, a a lot of people feel like it's a one of those uh, quintessential uh, Halloween movies that you have to watch during spooky season, as the women like to call it. And they're talking about their pumpkin spice and all that shit and decorating their house like, yeah, whatever, man. So um, also, I just want to give an honorable mention to Monster Squad. Again, that's an old 80s movie. Bunch of kids chasing monsters around their town. I thought it was dope. I loved it. My kids don't really like it, but what do they know? They don't have good taste. So, yeah, those are my favorite horror movies and candies. Let me know what yours are um, so I can criticize you and decide whether or not we truly need to be friends. All right, cool. Uh, Moving on. So, man, last week Steve came through and got all of us super emotional, man. Super emotional. He... He came back and addressed his absence from Blue's Clues, uh, which I when the show f- premiered, I was a little bit older, but I didn't really watch the show like on a regular basis, you know, as most people did. Um, My brother, who's 10 years younger than me, he watched it growing up and he really enjoyed it. And so because he was watching it a lot, obviously I ended up watching it a lot and I thought it was a cool show. But again, I'm not watching it like religiously. But I know who Steve is. My brother's got the handy-dandy notebook. He's learning to draw and stuff like that. So for Steve to come back and, you know, just kind of pull on those heartstrings for damn near everybody, you know, who's, like, 24, 25 and up, you know, it's crazy to see, like, how much attachment we have to that show. And some of the responses were really funny. A lot of the jokes about it and everything were were super funny. But then to see the people that actually had a heartfelt, you know, legitimate connection to the show as far as like their childhood and stuff, I thought it was really cool. Um, A lot of people still had their little notebooks and their drawings and stuff like that, you know. I remember my brother had one of the little handy-dandy notebooks, like my parents bought it for him and whatnot. But to see people still have their notebooks and to see their drawings and to see their little handwriting and the, the Halloween costumes and the birthdays and the people that actually got a chance to meet Steve and they're grown up and they've gone on to become doctors and parents and their kids are watching Blue's Clues. That man, I saw that video at five o'clock in the morning and got hella emotional. I was not expecting to do that, but it was cool to see, um, especially because there were so many stupid rumors going around. I remember I got into it with an old co-worker of mine once. He's like, oh, yeah, they kicked Steve off the show because he had a drug habit. And I told him, I was like, no, that's not true. You idiot one and two he left the show to start a music career now whether or not his music career took off I couldn't tell you but um you know it was definitely cool to see him come back um you know I this goes goes back to last episode when I was talking about reunions and reboots and stuff like that and you know I think it's cool when characters kind of have a chance to come back and Not necessarily right the wrongs or whatever, but at least kind of make some sense of why they were pulled from a TV show or why they left a TV show. Obviously, Steve didn't really owe us any type of explanation. But with the way that everything is going on in the world right now, it was kind of dope that he did it, you know. So shout out to Steve for that, man. He got us all in our feelings and everything. And I think the one thing that really, really hit close to home for a lot of people was that someone said, That I'm, you know, in my 30s and Steve is the first person to tell me that they're proud of me. Dude, that's crazy, you know, and if you need to sit down with your family members, whether it be a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, significant other, um, mom, dad, grandparents, you need to sit down and talk to them and, and hash it out, you know, because a lot of us have some deep rooted issues that we still have yet to iron out with our family members, you know, and stuff like that really kind of brings it up. But it's good to see that people are, you know, they're healing and they're talking and they're getting their, their emotions out and they're talking to people and, and just kind of figuring out ways to get over past trauma and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, shout out to Steve for that, man, because, like I said, he didn't have to do that, but that was pretty dope that he did. Uh, Moving on. So I don't know if – I know I sent this to a few people that – uh. That, you know, I consider a good litmus test is whether or not this is something important or whatever. But uh, this chick is from Eastern Europe. Uh, I believe she's Dutch. And I'll probably butcher her name. But it's Aime Bibabi. A-M-E-B-I-B-A-B-I. And she's got this song called Chin Up High. And she's trying her best to rap. In English, Um, there's obviously an accent there, but she's basically just rapping about how like she's got haters and all y'all can kiss her ass and she's going to party and twerk and all this other stuff. The video is hilarious. Um, The song is hilarious, but I guess there's been like some bloggers or whatever and they've kind of blown it up and she's starting to get a lot of success. So um, I would not be the least bit surprised if there's starting to be remixes soon or if she... Starts to break through a little bit over in the U.S., but it's to me it's just funny um, to see people kind of bent out of shape about it. It's like, oh, you know, the white bitch coming through, and she, you know, she's appropriating hip hop culture, and she sucks, and blah blah blah, and she's doing all this, and everybody's just losing her. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, stop being a fucking Debbie Downer or a Bob Bummer, you know. The song does not slap. I'll tell you that right now. The song does not slap, but it's catchy. They thought that I had stopped. It was over. I had dropped. Bitch, I had my plans out here. I'm only just at my start. You will have to kill me to make me fucking stop. I was already dead again. You can't hurt me. Only God. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fucking mo. Fucking Twerk like it's my last day on this earth. Let that dollar make a work work. You know, this song doesn't have to slap for it to be catchy, you know, because there's a lot of songs that I hate that are catchy. Um, but, yeah, if you have a chance, man, go go watch the video. It's pretty funny. It's called Chin Up High. Um, it I guarantee it'll get stuck in your head. I 100 percent guarantee it will get stuck in your head. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Go go look at it so you can have a good laugh, man. Or maybe, you know, if you like the song, support old girl in her, her future endeavors. So, um, let's see. So one thing that I kind of been thinking about talking about, um, was I, so I know we're in this, this, uh, this day and age where people are dead set on proving to folks just how good of a friend they are and how loyal they are and how much of a flex it is to have them you know, in your lives or whatever, and they just, oh, I'm solid all the way around, and I never have to wonder whether or not, you know, it was me or you and all this other shit, but look, man, we, we just have to be honest about it. Sometimes it's okay to admit that you've been a shitty friend. You know what I mean? Because everybody's not perfect. Everybody's not a perfect friend. You know, there are a lot of people that have, have definitely been solid, you know, but not everybody's that. Myself included, you know, and that's the thing. It's like I can admit that there have been situations where I've I've ruined or damaged a friendship. I can admit that 100 percent. And I think that's a big thing to do to say, you know what? I ruined our friendship. That's on me. And if it's never going to be the same, then I understand. And you take it in stride and. You know, you just move on with life or if it's something that can be repaired or fixed or. Mended or whatever, you know, then dope. That's good. But um, we we gotta stop pretending that everybody is a good friend because everybody ain't a good friend, man. You know, and some people don't realize that they've been a shitty friend. You know, um, because everybody wants to be seen as a good person, and I get that. Nobody wants to to be labeled a horrible person. You know, I don't think many people w- wake up in the morning and say, "Oh man, I can't wait to just ruin everybody's day today." you know, um, but like I said, you, you just got to admit to yourself, look, I haven't always been a good friend. Maybe it took some bumps and bruises to figure out, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that to my friends anymore. Maybe I need to start doing this instead of that. You know, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore because it, it really severed my relationship with these people or this person, you know, um, fortunately enough, I don't think I've, uh, damage any of my friendships to the point to where I would want like folks would wish me harm or anything like that because if, if you just grow apart as friends or if something severs the friendship I get that and it is what it is but like if you've done something to where people wish you harm then that's something that you've really got to reevaluate you know and I again I don't feel like I've done anything that would warrant someone being oh man I hope John drops dead today I just ah, I can't wait for it. I want him to get hit by a bus, you know, Um, heaven forbid, knock on wood, that that's the case, because I really hope that's not. Um, But, you know, to anybody that I've done that to, man, like, please reach out to me so we can hash it out, because I don't want that shit weighing over my head, man. You know, I would hate for a tree to fall on me out of the blue one day. That would suck. Could you imagine that? Like wishing that somebody died by a tree falling on them and then it happens. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't really think it was going to happen. You know, so yeah, man, just be honest with yourself. All of us have not been good friends, all right, our entire lives. You've done some fucked up shit to somebody before and that's okay. I mean, it's not okay that you did fucked up shit to them, but it's okay to admit it and say, you know, I did some fucked up shit. Um, I'm not going to do fucked up shit anymore. I'm going to be a better person. You know, it's all about being uh, honest with yourself and folks talk about accountability when it comes to other people. But when they when it's their turn to be accountable for the shit that they've done, that's when that whole accountability thing goes out the window. Oh, no, we don't talk about me. Nah, we are talking about you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about the things that you need to hold yourself accountable for. All right. So start being honest with yourself. And if it's something that can be repaired, repair that shit. You know, even if it's not. Um, something that is going to turn into as a strong of a friendship before. At least, like, look, I know, I understand that not everybody believes in closure and, and all this other stuff, but at least do it to, to say, okay, you know what? I was a shitty person to this person. And maybe it's just better that you don't make that attempt at repairing the friendship or the relationship or whatever, you know, but at least just be honest with yourself, you know. Stop hiding behind all these IG posts and these Twitter rants about how solid you are and stuff like that, you know. Now, for the people that have always been solid with their friends, obviously I'm not talking to y'all because you guys are perfect. <laughs> um, But it is what it is, you know. So, yeah, man. Go fix that shit, all right? Or not. You can leave it be. It doesn't matter. Um... So for this episode's uh, shit, I'll never understand. So this is, it's not anything serious, but so with us living out here in Florida, we drive by um, like open fields a lot and we, we see a lot of cows out here and I'm curious to know if there's like some natural ecosystem between like geese and cows. Because there's this one particular area that I drive by on my way to the studio that I see it's a bunch of cows out there, but there's always a bunch of geese out there as well. And even in the movies, like in Babe, I think in that movie Babe, like geese and cows were like, you know, they're a squad, you know. um, I believe in Animal Farm, like geese and cows were kind of, you know friends or whatever so it, it if anybody that listens to this show is a farmer or you've grown up on a farm or a barn or whatever please let me know what is the connection between geese and cows like what you know because I know with with sharks and certain fish like they kind of scratch each other's backs like some fish will kind of you know swim around with the sharks and just kind of eat the little parasites off their skin and stuff like that and you know, I'm pretty sure there's other animals that do the same thing with each other but I particularly would like to know what is the connection between geese and cows because like I said they're they're always around each other you know and it's not just that one field that I pass by either. it's a few of them and there's it's always at least like five or six geese outside with the cows, you know so I'd like to know what you know what benefits do they give each other What do the cows benefit from having geese around and what do geese benefit? From being around cows all the time. Because obviously the geese can just get up and go. They can go to another cow pad, I mean, a, a cow farm or whatever, you know. But the cows, it's just like, damn, like, where are my geese at, you know? You know, what if the geese decides that he doesn't want to hang out with those cows anymore and he just ups and goes into another uh, farm? He's like, oh, I'm over there kicking it on the east side now. Because you south side cows, y'all kind of weird now. You know what I mean? Like, how do they decide what cows to kick it with? You know, or do they have cows that they only kick it with during the wintertime since they're, you know, uh, flocking elsewhere once it gets warm and once it gets cold and shit like that, you know? Has anybody else seen this? It can't just be me. It can't be. I really would like to know, like, what, what what do they give each other, you know? And just, like, how tight are they really, you know? Like, does the cow have a calf and then the geese is there and they bring them, like, gifts and shit like that? Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm happy for you. I can't wait to see him start, you know, walking and shit. and You know, I'm going to be there for the first birthday and for when they decide to turn him into veal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just want to know. What is the connection between the geese and the cows? Somebody please explain it to me. Because there's got to be an explanation for it. There has to be. So, yeah, that's just some shit I'll never understand. Hopefully I will on one day, though, but we'll see. Um, I'm not going to lose any sleep if I don't, so... But yeah, man, that's all I got for today. Um, as usual, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time, your you know your evening, your morning, your afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, you can catch the podcast on Instagram. So what y'all think? Uh, shoot me an email. So what y'all think at gmail.com. If you got any topics you'd like for me to touch on, uh, you want to be a guest on the show, you got something that you want to advertise or plug, um, hit me up. We'll put something together. We'll figure it out. Um, You can find the podcast on most of the major platforms. We're on Spotify, Spreaker, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and we've got one more pending uh, that's a big one and I'll make an announcement once that, uh, that goes through and we get the green light for that one so um, thanks for rocking with me, I appreciate you all and uh, peace and much love later